0: The ones who actually take the time to read the book, You'll they know. always come back to me and say, Hey, I found your inscription in the book, and I just want to let you know I read that part today. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. That's nice. So I like that.
1: Well, another thing we were just talking about, and John Jones, you and I were talking about this more than Brian, because Brian's a tennis player, but John, you're a golfer. And you know, we had a big golf Listen, tournament this use weekend. Use tennis
0: player lightly, by the way.
1: <laughs>
0: He's played. I played tennis.
1: I didn't say I was competitive at tennis. Brian says I'm a dancer. Okay, so but, but, but you know.
0: So welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, always here. With the amazing John Jones. By the way, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back in yeah, studio. Yeah. with Kyle, our superb video guy. So let's introduce uh, no stranger to the show. By the way, um, a regular, so to speak. Right. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Steve Richmond. Steve, thanks for joining us today.
1: I like how you say no stranger. I'm like my wife always tells me nobody's stranger than you.
0: Well, listen, I I feel like. I, over the past couple of years, I've gotten to know you pretty well, and I don't know that I would disagree with your wife. Yeah, she's probably spot on on that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love I love you just the same. So, hey, Steve, thanks for joining us because um, I know you add a lot of value to any conversation that we have. But you know, John and I just kind of thought maybe we would talk specifically about marketing, or I'll even call it activities that originators could be doing in the current mortgage climate that we're in. So, like, I think everybody, by the way, knows our business has really moved more to solely purchase. I think, you know, for a period of time, it was purchased with a lot of refi mixed in. And mm-hmm. uh, today it's a lot of purchase with very little refi mixed in. Um, but I think even the purchase market is starting to slow down a little bit. Um, obviously we've seen, uh, you know, record low inventories, we've seen record high appreciation. Um, I think we're starting to see some of the beginning signs of the, in the market that, those things are going to shift too. And I think the reality is today John that as a loan originator if you want to go get your unfair share, you've got to have more referral partners today than you did a year ago, 2 years ago or 3 years ago. 100% Be- Because yeah. the reality is is a lot of the the referral partners that you have are doing less business that they've done before. So I'll will just throw out like a some math on that is hey, if you were if you were hitting your goals consistently previously, with fifty good referral partners, fifty agents sending you at least one deal a year, I think today you need 70, 75 agents to I, close the I, I, same I would, amount I, of business. I would, yeah, if not
2: more, you know, double it essentially. Try to double down and, and double your database. Yeah, um, you know, you look back and uh, coming into two thousand and twenty, uh, when real estate really took off for our industry as lenders and real estate agents. I mean, the influx that we had. You know, trying to fight for that same share. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I think we're up fifty plus percent um, in in licensed originators and realtors that are still in the market, hanging in there, trying to you know fight for every every deal that's out there. So until you know, until things normalize, you know, everybody's there's fewer deals you know for the individuals out there. So you've got to you've got to have a plan, a strategy in place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're running a business whether you're in mortgage or real estate, and you've mm-hmm. got it. You've got to every day show up with a how, how am I going to get in front of people? How yeah. am I going to promote myself, my goods, services, what I do for a living? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the last two years, a lot of us maybe got our eye off the, uh, you know, a little out of focus because, as busy as we were, we didn't necessarily ha- had to worry about necessarily
0: marketing. Yeah. Right, the phones were ringing in. You didn't have to be as intentional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could make mistakes and still do well. Correct. Right? So, Steve, are John and I speaking gibberish? What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I wasn't listening. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you know, get and his wife on. Me, you heard me say this the other day when I was giving a presentation, and we were in um, Kentucky. You know, yep. when they go and get stuff, everybody says the tough gets going. No, when they go and get stuff, you know what the tough do? They get organized, they get disciplined, and they have a plan. Those are the three things that they do. This is not the time to be winging it. This is the time that you actually are, are, are batting down the hatches and, and full steam ahead, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So, I'll say that again. you got to be disciplined. you got to be organized. And you got to have a plan. But I'll even throw an extra one in there because I was just listening to you. And, and, John, you said this a little bit more than Brian because you got statistical on us. Wow. You still have to be positive. So yeah, mm. I mean, when you look at the numbers, it was like this number's down, that number's down. Your marketing is got. They say misery loves company, yes. but I got to tell you something. I don't want the company of a bunch of miserable people. No. So so in today's world, I'm not seeing you go out and say it's all sunshining unicorns. Okay, <laughs> you, you can absolutely be realistic, but you still got to go out there and, and have a smile on your face yes. and have some optimism.
0: Yes, 100%. Yeah, we agree with that. So, Steve, you, you and I got to talking in um, a couple of days ago, and uh, I shared with you kind of an idea for a, a podcast that I wanted you to be a part of with John and I. And what I asked you to do is put together some thoughts on what are some activities or marketing things specifically that loan originators could do in this market um, to help them bridge that gap that John and I kind of opened the show with. So you want to kick us off? What's no, I guess there's no particular order, but what's number one on your list?
1: Yeah, I mean, I got some. I got some like out there things. I got some. You should be Ooh, doing this I, today. I, here, I love out one. there things. Well, all right. I'll do an out there thing first. You know how? And I, I'm not. I'm not wearing one of my band-like shirts today. I don't think either of you are. But everybody has their logo. You yes. Know, right here is always where it is on a the shirt. There's a friend of mine. His name is Dale, and he actually has on his back pocket of his pants his company logo. <laughs> okay. And I saw him and I saw the back pocket of his pants. I'm like, hey, it, you got like a sticker or something on that? He goes, you no, know, that's my company logo. Do you know how often people stop me because they see that logo on the back of my pants because that's not where they're expecting to see it? And then we have a conversation about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I do like that. I do so like somebody, that. Somebody recognizes the logo.
0: What were they looking at? They were looking at his booty. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> Good conversation, <laughs> starter.
1: <laughs> John, I'm with you. But it, as the minute you see something that looks like it's out of place, that's where your attention always gets drawn, right? Yep, I yep. mean, it, no matter what it is. So when you have that on your back pocket, it's not that somebody, oh, they're looking at me. No, it just, that doesn't belong there. So it draws your attention. Because if you always see it the same place, you never look at it again. So I think that's a really
2: neat clever way. idea. Yeah
1: to do that yeah and he says he gets stopped he never got stopped when he was wearing his shirt and the logo was right here nobody was ever like oh let me talk about that yeah boom
0: yeah listen I, i got a buddy of mine who owns his own insurance agency john you know him we've had him on the show david carruthers um the the dude is a i mean like he's one of the best marketers i've i've ever met um but everything is about his brand and everything Mm -hmm. is about his logo. So, you know, he's very specific about, even if he's not wearing something that has to do with his logo or his brand, it's the colors of his brand, right? right? Which his are um, yellow and blue. And uh, I mean, like I saw him post a picture on Facebook the other day of just him in a suit, and everything was yellow or blue, right? So even when he's not representing his logo, he's representing his brand in one way or another. But what I'll tell you he does is, he, he, he very much wears logo wear all the time. He's always wearing a hat. He's always got on a shirt or, you know, T-shirts or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, Steve, the point you're making is do something that's a little bit different, right? Put it someplace people wouldn't expect it. But I think the overall picture of it is, hey, you, you should be wearing your brand, Right. You want to start conversations in the supermarket or wherever it might be. You know, they say all the time, I, I hear agents say all the time about I always wear my name tag everywhere that I go. Right. Um, this is kind of no different. Mm-hmm. But hey, put put that look where that logo where where everybody can see it. Yeah.
1: Say logo, 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 you know There's a woman down in South Florida, Southwest Florida, uh, Pinky Benson, right? And so everything she does is based on pinks. Phenomenal real estate agent, drives her brand, does a great job. Now I'll take the next one. We've talked for a long time. You should have a customer appreciation event. Mm -hmm. How do you make it a little different? People are dying to see people today. People want to be face to face. So call it something fun, like, Hey. COVID, you know, say goodbye to COVID. Boom. I'll show up for a say goodbye to COVID event instead yeah. of a customer appreciation event. Because everybody, or this is what we, we were toying with this. We might be doing this one. It's like, I'm sick of Zoom.
0: <laughs> right?
1: I'm, I'm going to have an I'm sick of Zoom event. We're having it face to face. Right? So when you have a little bit of fun to it, when you say oh a customer appreciation that that just sounds formal right and people are chiming to get out and and they're begging to get that face to face so you say you know say goodbye to COVID or you know I'm tired of Zoom event and boom people are going to show up for that
0: yeah, Steve, I want to expand on that a little bit because, I by the way, I, I love that. And John, you and I talked earlier in this year that we felt this year was the year of the event, right? You Meaning you hosting your own events. And Steve, I, I love the customer appreciation event. You know, hey, listen, LOs you're seeing a lot of real estate agents get back to doing some of those customer appreciation events like they've done in the past. You know, they'll hold a pie day or a shred day or a movie day or whatever. Listen, plug in, bring your two databases together, bring your database along with the real estate agent's database, do an event together like that and bring in both of your clients, right? Um, you know, I think there's a you know there's great opportunities coming up with the with July 4th to maybe do you know an ice cream social or you know some fireworks or something like that. But um, I, I think you know any time that you can bring in somebody else to help you put together an event, I think it can be that much bigger. Also, I would say to loan originators, hey, I would go through your database of agents who've sent you deals in the past. And by the way, maybe you also take a look at listing agents, not just buyer's agents. Do an event just for them, an appreciation for your referral partners. John, one of the things that you and I have been encouraging LOs to do over the past couple of weeks is, hey, go back to 2019 and then look forward to today to the agents that sent you For business, business in 2019. And one of the things that you and I are uncovering as we're talking to loan officers about that is they're seeing agents on that 2019 list that they're not doing business with anymore today, right? Out of sight became out of mind. 100%. And so I would encourage to, to take Steve's advice here and maybe put together an event Go back to like 2019 and invite every agent that you had a transaction with on either side of the table um, to an event. Put something together for that.
1: Well, when you say that, what I hear people say is, "Well, I haven't talked to them since 2019. I don't know what to say." Right? Here's my. That's comment. not long it- long
2: ago, though. I mean, that's the whole thing. The world changed with COVID, so now more than ever, we want to reach out. There are a lot of realtors that I've run across and that essentially kind of like faded away from the business for a period of time, you know, for whatever reasons, right? Maybe they're closer to retirement, Mm -hmm. but uh, they just kind of took a back seat. And now as things have opened back up, you know, that they, they probably feel just as guilty, yep. right, that they haven't communicated or sent us a referral. But now they're back at it. They're yep. at 100% and they're like, hey, I don't want to call Brian. I let him down. You know, the last year and a half, I, I lost focus. Yeah. But you need to go back to 19 and, and, and definitely rekindle those. I mean, almost to, a, to, to an LO, when we run that report, we see two or three agents that inevitably we don't get referrals yeah. from. You know, in twenty one and twenty-two that we were getting referrals from in nineteen. So you want to identify where they yeah. what happened.
0: Hundred percent.
1: An easy way to do that, it's one sentence long. Send them a text, send them an email that's one sentence wrong. Hey, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing during these crazy times.
2: Boom. That's it. Like it. You know what
1: you didn't say? Mortgage. You didn't say real yeah. estate. Look, the world's crazy right now, so I I care about you and I'm just checking in to see how you're doing during these crazy times. I did that for the first year of COVID. I had about a 100% return rate. As soon as somebody read that, oh, you're just checking in? Great, I'm dying to talk to somebody right now, so we're doing it. So just checking in to see how you're doing during these crazy times.
0: Hey, by the way, Steve, I'm sure this happened to you, but in the last couple of years, has a hotel brand or an airline brand reached out to you to be like, yo, we haven't seen you in a while.
1: <laughs> I'll give a shout out to American Airlines and to Hilton Hotels. Okay. they they both reached out to me for that very reason.
0: Yeah. And those very are, cool. yeah. what, the point I'm making is those are big, big brands. Right. Right. Steve, what else you got for us?
1: Well, you're talking to a shred event, things like that, the world today. And you got to see how many people got pets during COVID, right? We are pet crazy in the United States of America today. Why aren't you saying bring your pet? I mean, we, I brought my pet to work today and people go nuts just looking at those pictures on Facebook or we can have a dog meet up at a local dog park yep. where we're all going to take our dogs and go for a walk together as a community. Um, you can anything you post on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you can do that is pet related, people go nuts for. I'll take it one step further. Just go and Google top top dog owner apps, and all of a sudden you'll see all these apps, and then you can share those apps on your Facebook, your LinkedIn, things like that. Now. <laughs> Yeah. What were you saying, John? I
2: Sorry. said w- our world is definitely pet friendly now. I mean, you know, oh, no, you, you and I were down can, in Fort You can Lauderdale take them anywhere. Oh, that was yeah. funny, right? So, I mean, you know, in downtown Los Oles, right? Wherever you go, you you can bring. I mean, virtually right to the bar. Yeah. You know, you see. Um, I was with Catherine and. Uh, you know, last week down there and, and I mean, no problem rolling a dog around town, yeah. right into a restaurant, Lady yeah. wherever
0: we went. Yeah, yeah. It's I tell you let's take that step further. I, I had some communication with it. one of our LOs in Texas over the weekend and he was doing an event to the advice that we've been offering today. Yeah. And his comment was like we have these branded. I'll call them poop bags. Yes. Right. They're like these, this thing that you store the poop bags in. Um, And he was like, out of all the tchotchkes that he had laid out on a table, smoked out of those. It was was the number one thing people wanted. So yes, Steve, you're, you're absolutely right.
1: Pets, pets, pets. And now and say, so watch this, watch this. There's a great transition here. So John says, hey, you haven't talked to him since 2019. That hasn't been that far, but who, who, they didn't send you business for two years. We talked about pet dogs. Let's talk about pet pigs. P-I-G-S, P-I-G-S. What does that mean? Go back and look up the people that you do business with and I want you to put up what's called a four blocker, right? So you draw, you, you, you have your, you yep. make your, not Make a quadrant, make a quadrant yep. whatever, yep. right? And then it's like, so in the bottom there, you got how easy are they to work with? Well, they're easy to work with or they're difficult to work with. And how much volume do they do? So when you have someone who's difficult to work with and they do know volume, do we all know that real estate agent of that's course sitting we out do. there? A handful um, of them, yes. Of course we yeah. do. Well, that's your S. P-I-G-S. That's strategize. How do you strategize not dealing with that person anymore? You know what? It's time to cut you out of my life. Now, what's going to happen? Let's go to the pig. They do a ton of volume and they're easy to work with. Well, that's a P. You got to protect them from anybody else coming in. And that's what we want to do. We create our game plan for that. Then we look at what? Hey, they have a whole lot of volume, right? Excuse me. That's this way. A whole lot of volume, but they're difficult to work with. How do I improve, P-I, improve working with that person? How do I make that process better? Then we have the what? The G. that's for grow. That's the person who doesn't have a lot of volume, but they're wonderful to be with. So why can't we show them how to grow their business if I'm able to do that? Yes. Now I know for each one, this is what I should be spending my time on for protect, improve, grow, strategize, pigs, which then takes me to my next thing. Well, we got. I always take my real estate agents to lunch. I take them to lunch. This is what you should do when you're taking somebody to lunch. Don't just take them to lunch what you want to say right then and there is, is there a newbie in your office that you'd like to invite? Don't invite the other top producer because the other top producer is going to be what? They're already somebody else's pig, protect category. But this newbie's the what? You know they're a good person because somebody you like is inviting them to lunch. But... Now, if you can show them how to grow their business with all these marketing things that we're talking about here, yeah. you've captured that person because you were with them when they weren't getting a lot of volume.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. I Listen, I've always said, like, in, in terms of that new agent, if you get their first deal, you'll get deals you two, get three, four, four five. Yep. And the reason is, is when they're new. Like I don't want to rock the boat. Like I'm going to use the same title company, the same LO. If everything went off well, correct? You know, uh, it's it's the seasoned agent who has the confidence to be like, you know what? I'm I'll give somebody else a try. But that newbie, they're going to stay in a comfort zone for a period of time. So right. your your opera your window of opportunity to secure business out of them as early on. And look, on. We, we know most newly licensed agents, they run across a deal or
2: two, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to have an out, a source, yeah. right? So there's a good chance that you're gonna get a referral for sure. Yep. Cool.
1: Well, you talk about agents, and, and I think it was sort of said here a little bit, but the listing agent is your customer just as much as the buyer's agent is. And if you're not in constant communication with them, marketing to them, talking to them, putting them part of your marketing plan, there's nothing greater than demoing how awesome you are in front of a listing agent because one day they're going to be a buyer's agent so you need to be in touch with that mm-hmm. person constantly. Yep. The other idea that I have, it, it, this is going to sound really weird. But read a book. What? Well, what do you mean read a book? Of course I'm going to No, 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 read a book. You know what real estate agents would love to hear? new ideas Mm -hmm. so if you go out and you read the conversion code by chris smith great book book, it's going to give you 10 ideas right there so instead of walking into an office of a real estate agent and saying hi um here's what's going on with rates and here's a new loan program you're saying hey i just read this fantastic book first off what a great gift to give to somebody is a book they always remember when you give them a book (laughs) and you could say hey this is something that i learned from this book that you can help Uh, you, we were on a phone call earlier today, Mr. Lovell, and you did the old Gary V, uh, jab, jab, hook, jab, jab, hook. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that comes right out of his book that that, that he talks about. So you're taking all that information and now you're distilling it and giving that over to that real estate agent and helping them market and grow their business. Why would you not want to do that?
0: Yep. I listen, I I think that that that's a great idea. Um, I You know, I, I love to read. I believe that leaders are readers. And um, one of the things I've always done when I gifted a book is I write a note inside the binder because like, I want it to permanently be there. Like if I write a card and put it in the book, they're going to toss the card out. But if I write my note inside the they binder, remember you. it's always there. Yeah. Somebody gave me this idea. I apologize. I can't give credit for it Um, because I can't remember who it was. It was recently conversation, but we were having a conversation about gifting books and writing the notes in the inside. And this person said, one of the the next step I do is I always gift a book I've read and I go to a section of the book that's my favorite. And I highlight that paragraph or those couple of sentences. And I put my initials with the date on it. And I, and that's what I put them in the book. He said, now I don't tell them that I've made a note inside the book, but the ones who actually take the time to read the book, You'll they know. <laughs> always come back to me and say, Hey, I found your inscription in the book. And I just want to let you know, I read that part today. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. That's nice. So I like that.
1: Well, another thing we were just talking about in John Jones, you and I were talking about this more than Brian, because Brian's a tennis player, but John, you're a golfer. And, you know, we had a big golf Listen, tournament this use weekend. Use tennis
0: player lightly, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's played.
1: I played tennis.
0: I didn't say I was competitive at tennis.
1: <laughs> Brian says, I'm a dancer. Okay. So